Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 54 today and tonight I'm going to be covering Snowfall. We'll be doing two tonight. Um, I know I normally do one and break down one at a time, but as promised, I wanted to do three snowfalls this weekend and I had something come up tomorrow that I have to attend to so we know we're not missing power book review so we're gonna definitely do power book review but I won't be able to come back for that second pod on Sunday for the snowfall so if you guys don't mind giving me a little bit of extra time tonight I just want to recap seven and eight together um I'm not going to hold you guys too long. We can go ahead and jump into the show. But before jumping into the show, don't forget my friend is opening up a spa, Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. She will be specializing in mineral detox body wraps, vaginal steams, iconic foot baths, and colonics. It will be the colonic hydrotherapy colonics, the Himalayan salt and ferret sauna therapy. That will be in the Roswell area in Atlanta. And that will be opening up within a couple of weeks. So when it opens, I will definitely drop that address and you can come on and get your spa day on. Health is wealth. And with everything going on in today's world, you know, your mental health, your physical health is everything. So sometimes, you know, you just need to come on and get your relaxation on and get you a spa day. So that will be Ambience Health and Wellness Spa. And as always, if you haven't copped it yet, you're missing out on a dope book, a dope read, some things I've been through, a memoir by Jamil from Gully TV. Gully TV has a YouTube channel. It is over 100,000 subscribers. He has interviewed some of the most notorious gangsters. He has a lot of intel. He does a lot of sports topics. He loves, he does a lot of hip hop fashion. He is just a jack of all trades. His shit is uh, authentic, really dope content, really dope platform. So check out that book. It's on Amazon some things i've been through and check out that youtube channel hit like and subscribe gully tv and let me shout out myself (laughs) don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms even though i am very boring i'm trying to get to you know promote myself better i'm you know introvert at best and you know not too very personal you know i don't really put a lot on social media about myself so i i I get it i'm boring but i'm trying to get it together and it'll come with time but my facebook is alicia shanice as well as my ig but one thing i am pretty dope at not to toot my own horn toot toot (laughs) i make some dope playlists i have made them all public on spotify for you guys i have Shanice loves R&B from 90s, 2000s, 80s. I have Shanice loves 80s hip hop, 90s hip hop, early 2000s, gospel music, blues, Motown playlists, oldies like Miss Betty Wright, Anita Baker, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, stuff like that. I even have a dope 90s country playlist with a lot of Bon Jovi and, you know, just the list goes on, Chris Isaac. So check your girl out on Spotify. Um, My Spotify playlist is under Alicia Shanice as well, but the playlists all start out with Shanice Loves. So on that note, um, thank you in advance for your support. I hope you guys enjoy the show. We will be covering Snowfall Season 1, Episode 7 and 8. So on that note, 
Let's get into the show. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. All right, you guys, let's get into this show. I will try to keep it simple and go along so I don't have you guys on the pod too long tonight. If you guys like short episodes, that's cool. But if you do want like a more lengthier show, inbox me and let me know. I promise you, I will not act funny, nothing like that. I want you guys' input. So, you know, let me know if you prefer a little longer or, you know, just short and sweet for my recaps. Um, I'm a little different. I love the podcast world. I love podcasts. I love commentary. So I love just content. So I love lengthier podcasts, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. This one may be a little longer, but I'm going to try to make it short and sweet. So episode seven is titled Kraken. I hope you guys watched it already. I know I got some new people who are, you know, tuning in when I recap and they're watching it as we go because they never seen it before and they plan on getting into it. They've been hearing all this dope stuff about it. And I've been telling my people, it's like, look, time to get on and out before season five drop because this show is fire. So <clears throat> we seen Franklin got roughed up um, over at Stumpers. So he walks back in the house like he ain't been up to nothing. Sissy feeling good, y'all. She didn't won his little spades game. And, oh, I love me a good spades game. <laughs> so Franklin walks in and he like, mama, you some, some bad little kids was playing and knocked your little window out. I got it fixed, though. Took it to big girls. So, you know, he plays that all cool. Sissy don't even know what he been up to. And he calls Kevin. And he asked Kevin, like, tell me about your peoples in Oakland. So now we know we're getting ready for a road trip, y'all. And then we see Lucia and Gustavo. It just cuts straight to the scene. And we see them over at Stompers. And they're making a deal. Uh, Stomper like, look, we're going to have to start trusting each other. You can just get it and go. And Lucia like, what, you in a rush? Because she count all her money, making sure it's ready for a read. And... We see dude finally then woke up. The one who Gustavo knocked out, his ass finally then woke up from off that ground because he's standing in the back mugging Gustavo. <laughs> so <clears throat> we see that Gustavo and Lucia, they are the ones putting in that work. They are making the business happen. Like if it wasn't for Gustavo, I don't know where Lucia would be at because Pedro didn't been on a bender. So they go back to the warehouse and we see that they get it on for the first time. But in the midst of them getting in their action, Pedro walks in. We see Pedro walks in and he looks pissed off. Kind of like jealousy to where I'm like, okay, Lucy is your cousin, boo-boo. But then he don't want her messing with, you know, they look at Gustavo like he's the help. He has that ego like his father. And he is pissed off and he just eases right on out to where you wouldn't even know he was in there. So after that, 
we see Teddy. He is making calls to find out information on who the girl is looking for one of the missing girls. We know Teddy. He has to get down to the bottom of everything. He has to know if you had on a red sock last Thursday. He needs to know every fine detail. He starts following her around. Um, Julia is calling him. Remember last episode, Julia told him, Teddy, I don't have time for your bullshit no more, bruh. And he ignoring her cause and he is being Teddy. He needs to know everything. And we have Alejandro sitting in the background and, you know, he's like, look, I didn't know you like that. I didn't know if I could trust you like that. But what if, what if she does start making traction? What would happen? And Teddy says, well, to make sure the operation keeps going smoothly, we'll have to deter her. So Teddy does say that at first. And we see Teddy goes to the girl house. He goes through everything and he does it in a CIA way. Like he makes it look like he was not even there. That's some scary shit when you think about it. When you don't know who you like, who your family members have been in business with and you're going to help out. And this man, I mean, he made it look like he wasn't even there. Got all the fine details in that house, wrote down all the names. So we go into the next scene and we see it's time for the road trip to Oakland. Seven hour road trip. We got Franklin, we got Kevin driving and we got Leon who has never left LA and Franklin has only been to Oakland when he was little. And we got the little song playing in the background. That's my jam. And I love the beat that they start playing when Franklin is making his little business move. Got the smooth little beat going in the background. And we see we're going to Oakland. And he said he was little. So, you know, that goes back to the, when his father was in his life, when he went to Oakland when he was a young man. And I liked it how they portrayed this part because, um, you know, I love to talk about true, true facts of everything. But in Oakland the Black Panther Party was really, really big in Oakland. So I love that they're going to Oakland. And when they get there after their little seven-hour road trip and they pull up at a hole-in-the-wall motorcycle club, something I know a little too much about, <laughs> about motorcycle clubs. Half of my family was in a motorcycle club. Fun fact, I was in a motorcycle club for a moment. <laughs> So they pull up there and it is straight biker style. So um, we see his cousin is one of the members there. Red Grant, the comedian, plays his cousin. Um, and they're there to get the sell the two keys to his partner, little Joe. So his cousin walks up, you know, first when they're walking around asking where his cousin is at, everybody brushing him off like they ain't nobody. And his cousin finally pulls up. And, you know, he's being friendly, showing hospitality. Franklin is all about business, but at the same time, I feel him. Make the deal, get out. But his arrogance and attitude is just comes off, rubs people the wrong way. And I'm like, you got a lot of arrogance for somebody who get their ass beat every other week, bruh. Calm down. Red Grant would have told that little <laughs> But, like, Franklin, his arrogance just was too much, but I felt him. We got two birds on us get in get out he had the right right you know demeanor to want to go but that arrogance of him you know whew. so they're in the club and everything 
but everything and everything and everything more is going on in there. We got drugs. We got sex. We got people getting tattoos, drunk tattoos. And Franklin, he walks around for a minute, got some old lady come checking him out, trying to get into his book bag. And he like, you know what? <laughs> Leon started gambling. Kevin started doing what he do. And we also see Kevin is nibbling and dibbling. He's nibbling and dibbling, so he, you know, get a little bump up for that nose, and, you know, Franklin, he just, like, do your thing, just do your thing, and he takes off, so he dips out of there, so we see Pedro walks in, and he is pissed, um, Lucia's in there with her ladies, they're cutting everything up, she end up gives, giving him a cut, and she tells him, you know, she made the, she made Gustavo a partner because, you know, he brought Stumper in. They, they getting money now and he's helping them make important moves. And he's not feeling that. He is not feeling that. And he just asked her. He like, you know, are y'all messing around? Like, and she like, no. And he like, if you tell me, then I know I can trust you. But by he walked in on them, he seen him messing around. She lied to his face. Now he know he can't trust her. That still don't give Pedro no excuse for being the sucker that he is. So we go into the next scene. And we see Franklin. He walking around Oakland with two keys in his backpack, knowing he can't fight. Like... <laughs> I'm like, okay, Franklin. And he just walking around, he walking around, and he kind of stumbles up on a building, and he remembers being there when he was a kid. And this was a very cool scene to me because it took you back to when he was in the 70s when he was a little boy, and he remembered going into that same building and what it was then, how it was a Black Panther movement congregation where they held their meetings at and, you know, did their thing and how strong and militant they were. But then when you got into the 80s, most of them had been wiped out, incarcerated, murdered or either strung out on drugs and you seen how beat down and run down it was and that just showed you what really happened to the panthers because it was very sad everything that happened to them we still have a lot of political pris prisoners that's locked up to this day uh, matula shakur from one of them you know you got some of them who got away like asada shakur and then, you know, you see what happened with Fred Hampton. So this was like a really big deal and a very strong scene. I enjoyed every minute of it. And it showed you how strong his father was and how much of a father he was before he became the man that he became and what he stood for. So I loved it, the dynamic of what it showed you. And it also showed you why Franklin is so torn. Because when you grow up as a kid and you watch a strong man, you know, militant, your hero. And then when he turns into what we seen at the barbecue, what we got then. So he he's remembering how everything looked when he was a child and he happens to um, come up on a lady who is back there smoking crack. She is on one. She didn't gave him a name star. He didn't gave her a name, honey. It's just awkward and weird. <laughs> so he keeps calling her fine. I don't know where fine was at, honey, but he see her light that thing up. And I like on how they give you the emphasis of when they fire that crack up of what it does, like the illusion to their mind. You know, it's showing you how, you know, back then it was just a high. They hadn't really became crackheads yet. 
So he like, you know, you own one, you know, you're feeling good. And she's like, yeah, star, you're feeling great. You're a star, you know? <laughs> so since he sees that she's on one and she's on her way to space, as he says, he wants to know what type of high is she's on. So she ended up taking him to meet the dealers, which was really strange. <laughs> She's barefoot. Um, they she walk out there to the other dealers. They calling her fine, honey. So you know he goes on and buy it for because Franklin thinking about business. At the end of the day, he know what he's doing. So he like this coat. Why y'all sell it so cheap? You know he wants to know everything, and he like look. He throw that bag down. Like look, I ain't got no piece on me, man. I'm from L.A. I just just want to know what y'all what y'all what y'all doing. I'm trying to get in on it. So they take him to meet the wizard, as they say, <laughs> and they go meet Swim. Swim, you know, at first he pissed off and then, you know, Franklin give him his pitch like I could be the dumbest motherfucker in the world, but I got stuff to do. Give him that dramatic speech and, you know, Swim, he introduces him to Basse, Basse, free base, and he teaches him how to cook it up. And he tells them, like, this takes you into dark places in your brain that should never been touched. So we can pretty much see probably where Swim would end up in the near future because he's messing with his own product, what we call freebasing the rock. So this is when Franklin gets introduced to crack. Fun fact. Um, this is loosely based off Freeway Rick. And as I told you guys before, Freeway Rick, he didn't bring crack out, but he was the biggest to ever do it. So Franklin is supposed to be like a Freeway Rick. Where no, he didn't bring crack out. He didn't invent crack, but he was one of the biggest crack dealers by the supply of where he was getting it from and we see you know as time goes we'll get more into that but see they were doing it in Oakland and Franklin is bringing it into LA because LA don't know what this shit is you know he didn't even know what this was he like you know what is this you know this is cocaine and he like you know when they created it it was nothing but an accident some chicks was messing around with it and they got to cooking some stuff up, and it was a chemistry that went all the way wrong, but all the way right. The way how he breaks it down, he's so dramatic with it. Like, this was a really good scene, and this is Franklin's future, so he says. And he like, let's cook it all up. So he take those two keys, and they cook it up, add the little baking soda ingredients, you know. So we go into the next scene, right? And we see Teddy. He goes into the police station. He's dressed in his little Reed Thompson costume. <laughs> and he's um, got one of the names girls, Jess Avon, from off of the paper when he was in that girl's apartment. So he knows that she was with the missing girl. So he goes in there putting on his Oscar award performance, going crazy to get her attention. And she's like, hold on, hold on. You, you, know, you know Jess Avon? She was with my sister. So now he got her where he want her he acting like he looking for his friend jess and they're about to be this magical team and find them so we see pedro and his dad they're having a conversation and pedro basically just goes ahead and snitches out to his dad telling him everything about the business that him and lucia betrayed him stole his money and built behind his back then we go back to oakland 
And by now, Franklin had been cooking all night with Swim. And he go back to the motorcycle club. We see a hung over Kevin and Leon in the in the in the, in the um car. They sleep. They end up letting him in, and they like, bruh, where you been? You got me kicked out of my cousin crib. Uh, little Joe came, couldn't make no sale because you was gone. Where the hell was you at? And he pull out them rocks, and they looking like, what is that? And he like. The future. <laughs> Very dramatic scene, but hey, in his eyes, it was the future. And then, in a way, yeah, it was the future, especially for our community, right? So, that was episode seven. Hope you guys enjoyed. Let's jump on to episode eight, titled Baby Teeth. So, this opens up. We see Franklin, Kevin, and Leon. Now they done made it back to LA. They cutting up all the rock. And we see that it didn't show it, but he talks about how he, you know, he took it to Ivy and Ivy just was like, he called it dirt and told him to get the hell out of his face because then nobody know what it was. So Franklin is like, um, we're going to have to give it away first. We're going to have to give it away because they don't know what it is. We have to give out these testers and, you know, once they get that hit, they'll be coming back. One hit, you know. So Kevin like, well, how are we going to sell it if we don't know what it is? So him and Leon ready to take that hit. And from what I've been told, you know, I'm an 80s baby, so I was a kid. But back when crack came out, they say like, um, you know, a lot of people, everybody was trying it because it was a new high. Like that was real. And it was like if you took that first hit of that pipe, like it's like, you know, that was your new first love for everything over your children everything so like it's crazy to me how this shit just got over in our communities and like that destroyed our communities and we'll get more into that in the documentary i don't want to keep you guys too long but yeah so kevin you know he like we gotta take you know we gotta test it frankly like i ain't testing this shit but go ahead so kevin takes the hit and he falls back honey (laughs) Leon, like, I'm good. I'm good. That's you, bruh. So, Leon, like, I'm good. And all Franklin can say is, we gonna make bank. So, in the opening scene, when we get the big snowfall letters, you see how it's starting to slowly start on fire. Remember when it started coming on, you just seen sprinkles of white cocaine all in the letters. But now we see little fire starting because now, you know, they're bringing that shit to the community. So pay attention to the snowfall and it shows you what's going on in LA. Um, so we see Teddy, he is at the diner. So now he good in with Kristen's sister, the girl who went missing. They trying to find out information. She's telling him she talked to some dude named Jimmy Stewart who got information. Jimmy Stewart is from a show. They both start laughing. He like, you sure you ain't got ripped off? So Jimmy Stewart, the con artists end up coming in there and he basically trying to extort them out of money. He like, look, you know, I got my visa about to expire. That might make me know a little information. So Teddy, he kind of plays the game and tells me he got more money in a car. When they walk out to the car, he kind of hems them up and dude goes ahead and just breaks off that information. Like she was at all little girls was at club glitter that night. So now Teddy is sticking right by Kristen's sister. So anything she finds out, he will find out and can get on top of it. So now he's panicking because 
now they know where to start at Club Glitter. And Logan and Alejandro was in there that night. So we go into the next scene and we see Lucia and Gustavo. They go to the ranch to see Lucia's father because he's ill. You know, he's passing away. And Gustavo got his new boots on. He had clinked up real good. <laughs> Lucia can already tell something is off with Pedro, the way he's looking, how standoffish he is, how his father is, um, you know, throwing those little itty bitty jabs. She can tell something is in the air and she know Pedro is full of shit. So she can pretty much already guess what didn't happen. Alejandro goes and he tells Teddy that the camp was hit in Nicaragua. And remember, that's the only reason Alejandro got got over there. He that's the only he don't give a damn about selling drugs, whatever. He in the long run is trying to get back to his family. That's his wife. That's his family. That's, that's his people that are over there getting attacked. And Teddy dumbass, the first thing he says is like, "What about the coke?" And Alejandro like, dude, I don't give a fuck about that coke. Did, did you just hear me say the camp got hit? He like, oh, right, right, right. How how Elena doing? Elena is his wife, and he like, I don't know yet, but I have to go. And Teddy asked him, he like, do you you remember Club Glitter? So that sparks Alejandro's attention, and you know Teddy just tells him like, no, nah, bro, go ahead, don't worry about it. I'll I'll t- I'll stay on the girl. You go over there and you get it together, and I hope you make it back all right. I don't want to hear you. You know, I don't need you dead. So that's his way in a nice way. You know, Teddy weird and awkward of saying, be careful. So we go into the next scene. And let me take a little sip of my wine. It's Saturday. (laughs) So we go into the next scene. And we see Leon and Kevin. They're at the park. We see Leon got on his some new shoes, honey. Got some new kicks on. We see Kevin is tweaking. He up there telling Leon about a movie that he went to go see, telling him scene by scene. And he's so high, he forgetting Leon was at the movies with him. (laughs) So they is making moves, honey. They giving out these testers. Everybody coming up to him like, heard you got a new high. Heard you got a new high. And they both got their new shoes on. Um... Uh, Kevin and got his Adidas on. We got um, Leon with Chuck's on, and they giving away their little testers, and you know they telling them we got new high, we got new high. So one of the dudes come up to him, and he, you know, listen, <laughs> he doing what they do, and he tries to, you know. Get Kevin. He knocks that stuff out. And why they get the fight? And Kevin can't even hang on. He's steady saying, Leon, help me. Help me. He messing up my shoes. Get him off my shoes. <laughs> this shit was so funny. This little fighting scene. It was hilarious. <laughs> because Leon had to. Leon be having to save everybody, honey. I love me Leon. I told y'all before. That is my favorite character. But Leon got to save everybody. Franklin, Kevin, everybody. But... We get into the next scene, and this was an emotional scene for Lucia. Her and her father, he is passing. He is very ill, and they're having a bonding moment. They're talking about, you know, how she witnessed her sister get murdered and how their family has been through much 
through so much and how it's hard for her to let people in and you know he just tries to like give her some encouragement and telling her like you're gonna have to let somebody in you can't do it on your own and we see how strong Lucia is I, I like Lucia season one <laughs> not to give it away for people who haven't seen it yet but I like Lucia here so we get into Club Glitter, and we got Teddy, and we got Kristen's sisters. They're going around. They have her picture, and they're showing it to everybody. Everybody is saying no. They have not seen her. So then, you know, they go into the bar, and the sister is just, like, frustrated. And she's like, you know what? Let's just get shit face drunk and dance. <laughs> so Teddy, like, I don't dance, but they end up getting drunk, taking shots back to back. And then a bartender end up coming coming up to the sister and letting her know, like, you know, Kristen was my friend. We were in class together. Oh, yeah, she was with these two cute guys. You know what? Oh, I know the address where they went to. And Teddy is just Teddy. He gets the – Kristen's sister is ready to go. She's about finding her sister. So Teddy does a whole bunch. He takes a whole bunch of drinks to make himself throw up. And he – um. He punches some dude. He gets beat up on purpose, you know, to cause a distraction, of course. And basically, he makes a CIA CIA call. He like, look, I need need for you to do this for me. And to wrap up their story, after they leave the club, he takes her back to his house to help him get cleaned up because these got beaten up. And he's trying to hurry up and put all this CIA stuff. He ended up putting it in the oven. We see he forgot to put that picture up, though, of little Paul and Julia. And she's like, you got a son? You got a nephew? <laughs> so, you know, he thinks that he has distracted her. But she's like, no, nah, boo. Uh-uh. I'm about to go to this house. If they party all night, I'm trying to go find my damn sister. And he's like, hold on, hold on. And so he hurry up and, you know, sobers up and get dressed. And they go to the house. And we see that. The CIA call has been made and another CIA officer is there and she is a straight distraction. She comes out. What are you guys doing here? You're waking me up, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, how is the sister climbing up the damn gate with them heels on? Like, and, you know, the CIA lady, she throws the girl off and kind of winks at Teddy. and He's like, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, the girl just breaks down crying because at the end of the day, this was her her sister that just went missing and lost her life. And she lost her life just because she was out partying. The guy OD'd and Alejandro snapped and killed all of them because the bigger picture was the cocaine couldn't get out and a dead CIA officer with all those keys. So, you know, she's just trying to find her sister. It, she is not doing anything wrong. And it shows you how sadistic Teddy is because he goes and he's consoling her and only hanging around her for that. So we go into the next scene and we see um, Franklin. He goes to show Louis and Jerome the rock. Jerome is still skeptical. He's looking, but, you know, he agrees to think about it because, you know, Franklin is breaking it down to him like we can make 100000 off one key. Now, you know, Louie eyes get buckshot big when she hear that. Jerome, you know, he tells him, like, you know, I, I think about it. 
So Franklin like, all right, all right, you think about it. So he he takes that and he leaves. And Jerome tells him like, you know, if it's really going to be going good like that, you, you, so word going to be spreading, bro. Mama Sissy going to find out. And he like, I'm working on it. So when he leaves, we see Louis wants to jump in and Jerome pay attention. Jerome don't Jerome like, look, we have a good life, baby. Got that little weed hustle here. You know, we doing all right. And she get to talking about how she had all these big dreams. She was in Baton Rouge and, you know, so he agrees. Believe it or not, uh, you know, like I said, Jerome loved him some Louis. But remember, Jerome didn't want to get in this. Louis was in before she was even in. We go into the next scene and we see Pedro and his dad. They run into Gustavo at the horse stables at the ranch. And Pedro's dad, he tries to like make small talk with Gustavo, but he's more like interrogating him and kind of antagonizing him in a little bit, you know, asking him questions and saying, oh, bummer, you know, just, you know, Gustavo knows he's full of shit. Like when he walks away, Gustavo calls him, Gustavo calls him an asshole. And Pedro's father and Lucia, they end up having their own little one-on-one conversation. And the way how he keeps asking her, like, you know, I know you, you're a girl with big dreams. You know, you, you think about the future. So she's just had enough. And she's just like, Pedro told you, didn't he? He like, of course he told me. So he like, you know what? We got to have a little talk. And it goes to the next scene, so we don't know what he told her at that moment. But when they walk out the house, we see Gustavo, and Gustavo like, well, you know, what's wrong? And she like, you know, you got a little money now. It's time to stop sleeping at the stash house. Going to get your room. So we still don't know what Pops told her. You know what I'm saying? So Gustavo, Gustavo is smarter than what people think. So like, okay, you know, okay. So we go into the next scene. And we see Franklin. He goes back to the park. And Leon and Kevin, you know, they telling him about, you know, the thing they had to whoop on. And Leon talking about how his shoes are all bloody. Remember how them shoes was looking all nice and clean? And, you know, he like, Franklin hasn't paid motherfucker, you know? Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but he like, hasn't paid. And I feel him, you know, hasn't paid. You know, and Franklin, he get the being real disrespectful like i'd have been shot beat stabbed you know all this good stuff but bruh you know toot your, toot your own horn you you done been all this stuff but let's not get the front on leon don't let's let's let, let's not get the front on leon because if it weren't for leon you wouldn't have nothing back that money would have been gone with lenny and ray ray let's not ever forget that i'm team leon but anyway Franklin get mad disrespectful though Mad mad disrespectful He throw the money at him Leon like hold on motherfucker <laughs> Leon get the whooping that ass Franklin got one or two good looks Franklin always getting his ass beat <laughs> In season one I said every episode he get that ass beat But you know what Leon was mad you know he got his little shoes messed up he Got been through a lot that day And you know Franklin come being disrespectful And all arrogant and cocky So you know, Leon store him off. He like, there he go, Leon Simmons or whatever his last name is. And so we know, you know, they boys, they brothers, you know, dudes, they, they do that. So we're going to the next scene and we see Teddy and Kristen's sister. Um, 
they've already been to the CIA office. So they've already established that. So we jump straight to Franklin and Kevin. They are walking down the street. And then, you know, he's asking um, Franklin, have you talked to Leon? And, you know, we know that this is something that they go through because Leon is like, you know, you know, Leon, he going to come back when he calm down, you know, everybody going to be all right. Everybody, you know, this is what we do. And as they're talking, all these people just get to coming up to them like zombies, like, you know, hey, we need, they like, hold on, ain't they here for us? He like, oh, shit, you know, everybody coming, that new high, that new high, that new high. So on the other side of town, you know, they in the PJs, Leon is at Franklin house. He goes over there to squash everything. He like, hey, saying, open the door, man, you know, let's squash this shit. You know, they brothers. But we see Lenny crazy ass. No one Andre live on the street. Andre has seen his face, seen his car. He's still stalking the house. You know, Lenny is ready for payback. You know, and he can't find Carvel, so you know he wants them even more. So it cuts to the next scene. We just see him locking that gun, and we see Leon at the door, but we don't know what happened. So. We go to Lucia's stuff. This is her scene. And she at the stash house. You know, she got her ladies working. Pedro comes in and she goes off as she should. But before she could even let him have a good, the, the daddy walks in. And he like, you know, we got to have a talk. He like, and he better not have told Gustavo what we talked about. Because if I find out you lied to me again. So we still don't know what. You know, she told Gustavo, but, you know, Pedro dad is like, we got to have a talk and we'll pick that part up when we get to episode nine. But Franklin and we go back to the park and we see Franklin, him and him and uh, Kevin, they selling out quick. And Franklin, like, I got to go back home and restock. And we see a girl, she walk up to Kevin, and she like, you know, come on, man, you know I gotta work, I just need that, I need the ride, come on, give me credit, man, when I cash my check, man. And he like, this ain't no credit union, bitch. <laughs> and Lulu is playing that role, and then they take you to, I said Lulu. Uh, Kevin is playing, you know, he playing that Malcolm is his real name, the actor, but Malcolm is playing that role. And then, you know, he playing a little California, the, the LA drug dealer in the 80s. And then when we go to Power Book Raising Canaan and we see his character as Lulu, as the New York Jamaica Queens hustler, it's just like, you know, he, he, he does that. You know, he's very talented. Um, but he is playing that role. So we get into the final scene, and this was a great scene. It was very dramatic. I loved it. And we got Franklin walking in the house. You know, we got the little beat playing in the background. He takes that little glass of water. And, you know, at first we don't know, like, what's what's going on? Because, you know, we, we didn't see what happened to Leon, and we don't know if Lenny in the house waiting on him. But we see the clothes hangers, you know how we used to do back in the day, hang the clothes up after you wash them, hang them up in the back of the line. We see them all fell down, and he looks like, what? And we see Leon, my baby, on the floor bleeding. And he run out there, and, you know, Leon's still trying to save Franklin. You know, he like the crack, go get the crack, the crack. So 
Franklin think about it, the adrenaline get the pumping, he running that house. All he could think about is he see Mel window. Like I said, him and Melanie got the thing with windows. He run up in her room. He get the throwing stuff on, you know, throwing it in her uh, closet, throwing clothes all over there, which, you know, we would think Mel is down, right? Remember, she was just asking, can she help sneaking on through his house being nosy? But okay, we're going to pick that up next episode. And he goes back and, you know, he's like, look, bro, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right, Lee. And that was my recap. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it. We did seven and eight in one show. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We'll pick back up in a couple days and do nine. I don't want to say what day because I don't want to, like, not come on at night. But it'll probably be a couple days from now. I'll come back on and we'll do nine and ten. If you guys like me doing two and one, inbox me and let me know. I don't have a problem with it. You know, I want your feedback. But if not, we'll do nine Um, in a few days come back tomorrow i'm only gonna do power book uh raising canaan tomorrow i gotta make that one just the one because something came up and i have to go to a gathering so i'm going to a brunch for one of my cousin's birthdays so i'm looking forward to that i love brunch um i had never been to brunch before since i moved here and i ended up going to the spot uh two chains on it's called escobar's and atl it's a really dope spot. So I am like a fan of brunch. You go in there, get your little buzz and drink on, you know, kick back early in the day, come back, and I'll be able to write and everything else. So I'm looking forward to that on my Sunday. And I'll do Raising Canaan early. So whenever you guys want to jump on, it will be up before 1 p.m. So on that night, I hope you, on that note, I hope you guys enjoyed this um, <clears throat> podcast. Don't forget my social media platforms is Alicia Shanice. Don't forget about the Spotify playlist. You have a blessed night, and I'll catch you tomorrow. And on that note, it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.